Biden administration set to secure another 100 million doses of the single-shot Johnson & Johnson vaccine. You're listening to USA Radio News. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. The product that you have given me here is, as far as I'm concerned, sent to me from heaven. I love it a great deal. It's hard to find anything that's real nowadays. I enjoy it immensely. It's making my life so much better. I feel so much better. And during this pandemic, I have no worries whatsoever. My immune system has got to be at a top-notch level. I don't seem to get colds or anything. I don't know what getting sick is anymore. This is so cool. Experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 800-246-8751. That's 800-246-8751. Or by going to balanceofnature.com and make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code USA. Texas's mask mandate ends on Wednesday and businesses are allowed to operate at 100% capacity. Governor Greg Abbott's executive order prohibits local governments from enforcing their own mask requirements. However, masks can still be required at private businesses and federal property. Some Jewish conservatives plan to celebrate the end of the COVID restriction with a mask burning party. An online advertisement for the outdoor event says people who can attend can burn their masks in a communal bonfire. Alaska taking a big step regarding eligibility for COVID-19 vaccinations. Alaska has become the first state to offer COVID vaccinations to all eligible residents. Governor Mike Dunleavy announced Tuesday that effective immediately, any individual living or working in the state over the age of 16 can get the shot. According to the CDC, Alaska has administered more shots per 100,000 people than any other state in the union. From the USA Radio News Ohio Bureau, I'm Dan Naraki. This is USA Radio News. Gently used clothing, household goods, children's toys and items, furniture and more. You'll find it all at the Salvation Army thrift stores. And when you shop at the Salvation Army, you help fund rehabilitation programs that heal addictions, change lives and restore families right here in Southern Nevada. And don't forget to donate. For more information or to find out how you can help, call 702-342-9297 or go to SalvationArmySouthernNevada.org. Salvation Army, dedicated to doing the most good. FaceLogic Essential Skincare in Las Vegas is known for their affordable, organic skincare products. They teach people of all ages how to care for their skin properly by providing customized skincare regimens. Achieve your skin goals with FaceLogic's highly trained estheticians. Book your appointment at facelogicspalasvegas.com. That's facelogicspalasvegas.com. FaceLogic, pure pleasure, pure luxury, purely affordable. Totally Tiffany Nails does it all from manicures, pedicures, waxing, permanent makeup, and they also offer kid services for those mother-daughter days. Now featuring their top-of-the-line pedicure, the Walking On Air CBD Pedicure. If your feet are aching and need some TLC, visit Totally Tiffany Nails at 8200 South Maryland Parkway, Suite 150, right off the 215. This CBD pedicure offers it all. Book your appointment today at totallytiffanynails.com. 
Zinworld Premium CBD offers full and broad-spectrum CBD oil, extracts, and capsules, which are designed to help you feel your best. Their products are sourced from the best organic hemp and natural ingredients on the market and are tested for quality, purity, and potency. They have a full range of items from health and wellness to beauty to pets. Call 725-205-9223, visit online at zinworld.com, or stop by their location at 9895 South Maryland Parkway and Silverado Ranch Parkway. Mention KSHP for 10% off in-store or use code KSHP online for 15% off. The thoughts and opinions expressed in the following program are those of the program's participants and do not necessarily represent those of station staff, management, and advertisers. JohnSyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. 1-800-209-1679. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. 1-800-209-1679. we go it's another edition of sports insider radio inviting you to check out the website sportsinsiderradio.com brian blessing in las vegas we got the boys ready to rock and roll we got john and mike we got david miller we've got championship week the ncaa tournament all kinds of cool stuff on the horizon and there's going to be a sighting the boys are ready to uh, 
come in and attack Vegas next week. And I know, I know Mike's bringing his golf clubs, too. Sure am. It's the early show golf discussion that we do every single week. Wait a minute. You're going to be you're going to be the guy that when I'm getting on the plane for the first time in a year is going to have to like check the golf bags and stuff. 100%. Oh, Brian. I got the carry bag. Do you have a travel bag? I got to buy one, Brian. Do you have a travel bag? I got the travel bag. I made the mistake. I bought it on Amazon. It's been, uh, it was the most one of the most heartbreaking experiences of my life. I go back for uh, it was 32 years in a row. My member guest golf tournament with my best friend back in Olean. And the one year I put the clubs in, I bought this $29 driver. It was like a, it was called a, it's like a Costco kind of place, like a, a, a BJ's. And, you know, they had all these sales on golf balls and all this other stuff. And the one day is when the big headed drivers first came out as God is my, as my witness, this thing was $29. It was called the Black Knight. It was a $29 driver. Michael, I could walk up with confidence, stand up, and powder this thing 275 off the tee when I was younger. And I mean, just a power draw. And it was like automatic. It was the one thing I could do. I couldn't chip. I couldn't putt. Now I can chip and putt, and now the driver's sketchy. But I'm, I, I get out of the car when I land. I still had the house back in Buffalo at the time. I get in the driveway, and I put the golf bag down. I take the top of the bag off, and the driver head goes bouncing down the driveway into the street. I was heartbroken. Mm. I, I have not found the driver that I can hit now from that stupid $29 driver that lasted me seven years. So make sure you have a travel bag or your clubs will pay for it. They're not kind to golf clubs with the airplane industry. Yeah, so I, I got the travel bag that has the hard top on the top, so it's it's going to protect the heads of the golf of the golf bag, and then you know obviously the bottom I'm not too worried about. It's got padding from my golf bag, so I'm pretty I'm ready I'm ready to get some chicken wings. I'm excited. I've been playing extremely well. Before I came in the office this morning, I had a tee time at 7:30 a.m. I was actually done in three hours. I had a birdie and two pars. Feel good. It's it's a great day so far. So whatever happens the rest of the day, nothing can uh, overcome that little tweet tweet. John, are you ready for a five-hour flight with this guy talking about his golf game? So here's the thing, right? We have all these professional betters that we deal with. We got Dave, who unfortunately will not be available. But, like, my good friend Troy up in Summerlin, he's a golfer. All he's done is book key times with you. He's booked tea times with Troy. He's booked tea times with the gentlemen from uh, Georgia that are flying in. He's got all these tea times booked. And I said, but I don't play golf. What do you expect me to do? He, and he says to me, we're going to put you in a golf cart and you'll have a cigar in your mouth. I said, perfect. <laughs> so I'm going to be the designated golf cat, golf cart oh guy. God. I'm going to be like the guy. I'm going to be like the bearded guy who didn't say a word in the, in, uh, in Gilmore. I'm going to just stand there with a cigar, with a cigar in my mouth. The caddy. And, and, yeah. And, yeah. I'll just stand there with a cigar in my mouth. Like the guy in happy Gilmore. And I won't, I won't do anything. 
Well, wear the T-shirt with your face on it and let all the I people... I have the beard. I yeah. have the beard, so at least I look like the caddy in Happy Gilmore. I got news for you. It's like 45... No degrees. hair, though. Yeah, but it's 40-mile-an-hour winds and like 45 degrees. Be glad you got the beard coming out here now. Hopefully by then so it's, it's it, back it, it, to warm. It's warmth. funny when you guys are talking about golf clubs. As you know, I'm an avid cyclist, and I have this... There's these sites that show the war stories of these $10,000 bikes in the airport getting smashed... That's it. I'm done. I go to Vegas. I rent my bikes at the bike shop. They know me. I leave my bikes at home. I don't know why you guys just can't rent your clubs, why you really think there's your club versus their club. If I can just go rent the bike, do my thing, ride, check it back in, Mike should be able to just leave the clubs at home and rent his clubs like well, I rent I can, my bike. I can tell you the difference. You don't sleep with your bike. Mike sleeps with his pitching wedge. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm more excited about my 56 of late, Brian. There you go. How's David doing? 56 is treating me a lot more. Well, thank you, sir. Yeah, doing great out here in Colorado. I think I'm going to stay for a while. When are you coming back? I don't know. I don't know if I'm coming back for a while, but I definitely wish I was there to watch you play golf. If, if it was the summertime, I would definitely watch. This sounds exciting, boys. <clears throat> but yeah, life's good out here. Just doing the same stuff, betting. Trying to get fit. There's time so. travelers, Brian, and then there's edge travelers. Okay. So he's an edge traveler versus a time traveler. He'll travel anywhere for the edge. So I kind of got to respect his game in that, well, in that aspect. Was the edge temperature? Yeah. <laughs> or you're you there to, to have at it with the Colorado books? Uh, there the you Colorado go. Book. But, but, but the weather, ha- I will say this. It was 71 yesterday, and our average temperature for two months, no exaggeration, was probably like, 25 to 30 so that's that's put me in a that's lifted my spirits a little bit <laughs> yeah I actually walk places now so hey, you know, how, about, like how, Vegas. how about this one fellas baseball the texas rangers we'll see man we'll see how this goes a hundred percent occupancy with fans a hundred percent mass required on opening day but they're they're well, gonna they're gonna fill a stadium up they're doing twenty one thousand here. I, I saw that on the news yesterday. So, um, yeah, at least at least we that's get a, that's a lot for a baseball game. Though. Twenty one thousand for that? a baseball game is a lot. Yeah, I know. I saw that. I can't believe it. But, so that means I'm going to be catching a lot of uh, Rockies games, and I'll take photos for you guys. <laughs> how, how you well, deal, How you dealing here, with the thin air? When I first got here, I was my friend was really sick, and then we all just kind of had headaches because we went straight from there to Blackhawk, which is in the mountains. So we were really dizzy. We had headaches. We didn't sleep very good. Now we're 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 pretty much used to it. Uh, the, you know, working out. For example, let's say you, you walk up a, a some stairs. Just let's say there's like twenty of them. You can kind of feel your your. You can feel it in the chest. Like you have to take a deep breath. I don't know how to explain it. You can feel it a little bit, but other than that, not really. You can feel that your lungs are smaller, kind of, when you and it, and it, you have to take a really big deep breath all of a sudden. So, well, hey, I'm While excited. All the cyclists, all the cyclists train in Colorado because of the altitude. You know, before they go do these like Tour de France races and stuff. You well, know, the is the Springs. well the U.S. Olympic Training Center is at Colorado Springs, isn't it? Yeah, and then they, they really, when you're driving through it, there's a lot of signs that say that. Home of the, or the U.S., the home of the U.S. Olympics. Yeah, so, 
I don't know. Hopefully, I get. And then, and then the other thing, it seems like people are really fit here. I don't know. Everybody's really lean and fit. So I don't know. Maybe it is the air. You guys believe in that stuff? That the air? That the maybe it's the organic food that maybe it's the maybe it's the organic food that they eat. And then I looked it up. I said that can't be accurate. That that's 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 a myth. And then I googled it, and sure enough, it said that. The most, the healthiest state, Colorado. What? Well, I don't know. It's, it's called a salad. Yeah, they love each, they love. You know, salad it's the here. bottom of the third inning right now. Oh, here Orioles he goes. Are, he uh, loves baseball. They're, they're, they're losing two nothing. Twins top of the bottom of the fourth. They're winning as a dog three nothing. The Washington Nationals top of the fifth. They're winning two nothing as a one twenty dog. And the Atlanta Braves at Boston are winning three to one in the fourth, plus one seventy. I'm sorry, go ahead, John. Who do we bet? Who do we bet? Every dog in game. Every dog. Just uh, I'll get back to you on that. Um, no, we well, fade the comeback. We fade the comeback, John. We, we fade the comeback. <laughs> just just wanted to chime in. The Orioles Stadium, Camden Yards is going to have 22,000 fans this year because they just lifted the capacity to 50% uh, to every outdoor large venue. So that would mean, I just checked it, the capacity is 45,000. So we're going to have basically the same amount of fans that we would have at a regular game because we're only filling up half capacity anyway, even before COVID. Hey, Mike, real quick, this just happened. The Ravens still in the market for wide receivers? Like, is that one of their big needs? Uh, I think they're going to try to – yes. Uh, I think they. I think from what I'm hearing, they're going to go through the draft. But there's a couple guys out there I would love for them to get. Well, there's a guy that's out there that you might want back. The Bills just cut John Brown. Yeah, I would – look, I would take him back. I still think that for what Lamar and how Lamar plays, I want a big possession receiver. So I want somebody with a big body that can go up and get the ball. Des Bryant was a, a, you know, a bad experiment. I think I don't really know what they were doing with it, but they really didn't let him play, and he didn't have much left in the tank. It was more for morale, or I don't really know, but it was a failed experiment. Mm-hmm. But we need a big body guy. Um, but you, 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 got the, would, you got the Hollywood they, Brown. I'll tell you, John Brown's like turned into. He's not a. But he, Brown, but we need John, a big guy. We need a big. No, well, I, wide. You, you need a you need a red zone matchup Andrews guy. Is always, we need a red zone matchup right now. The only guy we have that has any sort of size is our tight end with Andrews, and then we have a lot of speed. Yeah, but okay. speed guys like Brown, and then Who's and then that? we have a couple you know possession receivers like Willie Sneed. But yeah, but, but, you know, but I guess my but my, my, my point is, John Brown was a rocket sled stretch the field kind of guy. Then you get Hollywood Brown, but when he went to Buffalo, John Brown became a really terrific route runner and is not just a stretch the field guy. And John Brown would be five times the upgrade of Willie Sneed, and he he loved Baltimore. I, it wouldn't shock me if he goes back there. Wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I do think uh, they were talking about going through the draft, but you know, I I and Mister DeCosta, we trust. He's a great. GM, he's definitely been as advertised after Ozzy stepped back, but he really was, you know, under Ozzy's helm for a couple of years, and now he's really blossomed and, and doing a lot of good work through the draft. We do really well drafting guys and bringing in the right guys to this franchise. So uh, I'll trust his judgment and hopefully he can find a, 
to that's the one well let me refrain from saying that that's the one position we've had really hard time drafting is wide receiver yeah no i'm saying proven commodity brown's really the only guy that's panned out aside from them brian it's it's been one and done but then there's guys that leave here like perryman that you know had an outbreak season so that's exactly but i'm saying he knows the system and those guys need time to yeah. We know how it is. Well, he's coming, but he's coming back as a veteran. I mean, and he knows. I wouldn't shock me. And I'm, yeah. I would. I actually think that very well could happen. Uh, by the way, fellas, who wants to take it? Knock yourself out. But what? What, what did you think of da- the Cowboys single-handedly destroying everybody's salary cap around the NFL, giving Dak Prescott forty million bucks? Go ahead. Guys. I think it was coming, Brian. I think it was. I think it was definitely coming. Um, they tried to do it last year, and they, you know, they gambled, and they said, "Look, we want to have another big year before we give him a big contract." Then he goes down and breaks his ankle, and what they saw was, is he is no matter all that talent, and look, their offensive line was beat up, but all that talent that they have on offense, he was the glue that made it all happen, and they realized that, and they realized that if they let him go, and he goes elsewhere, you know. I don't know how they made that decision just yet with him still rehabbing, and hopefully he comes back to 100% because that was a pretty gruesome injury. But, look, they paid him, ruined everybody else out there because, you know, now it's going to be a, have to be a bigger contract for those next guys coming up. So it's, it's, but that's NFL for you. They always do that. It's always the, the Mahomes contract last year, now Dak, and then beyond it's going to be even bigger contracts year after year. So, but yes, the salary caps, and I think what Brian is really saying is that Josh Allen contract is going to have to be free. Well, well, wait a minute. What about your guy? I mean, uh, seriously. I mean, oh, we well, we already know we're going to have to pay him. But well, Josh no, no, Allen no, is but that the, but the problem, prototypical. Wait a minute. I mean, the Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen are the same guy right now. I mean, you can't let them take one more snap without giving them a contract extension. Because if these guys have anything that mirrors what they did last year, and Dak Prescott's getting forty million a year, what are Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson gonna get? You got to sign right. these guys now. Right. Spend it. Spend it on those guys because there's not many of them out there. We see going through the draft or trading for guys. There's there's not that many consistent winning quarterbacks that no matter. How young they are, they're producing results, and when they're out there, they're the X factor that will win you the game. I'm, t- and, I'm telling you, know, you the look guy, at all these bottom. The guy's going to go nuts when this is all said and done. Patrick Mahomes, yeah, yeah, half a billion dollar contract, and now he's sitting there and he's and with, with the signing of Prescott. You're going to tell me somebody's going to be now all of a sudden they're going to be paying guys more than Patrick Mahomes? Mahomes is going to be sitting there going, "I want to renegotiate a half billion dollar deal." <laughs> Yeah, well, that's why I made it so difficult. Years, yeah, but it, now it really gets weird. Yeah, right. You guys are right. Hey, David, when football ends, it's fun just to talk a little football someday. And we got to dive in college hoops. No, Cham- I like I like hearing you guys talk. The championship week, college basketball, all this stuff we're going to get into. But it's fun. The NFL never completely goes away. Uh, you'll have uh, we had the franchise tags, free agencies in a couple of weeks, and then the draft. So football's always in front of us. And camp will be here before you know it. But how, how, I want to say uh, something. That, can I say something to Dave real quick? Well, no, uh, yeah, sure. It's your show, Dave. I just want you to know <laughs> that jazz is a money 
making wait, no, wait a minute. Wait, machine. wait a minute. All right, wait a minute. We're talking football. Right, you you couldn't wait five minutes to throw the jazz sorry, thing sorry. at him? God, he loves he loves he loves pointing so, out when he was right. He's so then, impatient. We'll we'll get to that. <laughs> but when football's gone, Dave, your mindset in terms of okay, now we're NBA, um, college, you know, hoops. I mean, what's the rhythm you've got year round? Is it a mesh of all of it, or is football, you know, take the lion's share of the activity? with you sticking your toe in the waters on certain things, and then it's full focus on that when football ends? Or is it, are you cycling through, you know, from the time management, money management aspect of it? Is it always melded together, or, or does the focus go to NBA, college hoops, big time yeah. when football ends? Yeah, and the only reason I knew about the DAC, I mean, it was just all over the plates. You couldn't even miss that watching just regular news. News just all over the place. I don't, I don't follow football at all. I, don't, I know you guys still, for you guys, it's uh, it's it's three sixty five, but for me, no, it's just I'm basketball right now. That's cool. No, I mean if that that you know, everybody's got a different way to approach it. But I, I mean maybe even in terms just in terms of the plays you make, like does the volume of plays on basketball go up? When football ends, right, 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 and and then I don't, I try not to really get into basketball until football ends. Okay, I have to that, just that do was one at a time. What I was you guys, at. you guys like to do all of it, and you you somehow know everything about everything. I just I have to have tunnel vision. Just okay, these games are playing today. Let's go, you know. But no, more power to you. But I, I so I don't even really bet any college basketball till January. But I'm following it every day. I'm watching the lines. I'm trying. I'm thinking. Oh, this looks good, but I'm just more developing reads. But I bet NBA from from game one, just from from the first day. But but I've tried that, and the quality of work goes down. I really struggle just to win if I if I do that. So I, I that's yeah. So I take it one sport at a time, pretty much for the most part. All right. So now, from a transition point of things, we'll turn our attention to basketball, John. I'm curious. Might you want to talk about the jazz? Well, I'm just. Well, first of all, I want to talk about the. the, the Tell them now. About now do it. The, the closing number on the All Star game on the total was three twenty. Good job, line makers. Is it hit three twenty? Oh, good God! Um, obviously, you, I had tell no, me you didn't play I, that. I, of course not. Um, but uh, I should have listened to my son. My son, he says, Dad, just take Team LeBron, lay the four. They're going to win by 20. And he said it in like a joking manner. And, of course, I wake up the next morning and they won by 20. Um, Obviously, if there's a line on a game, you can obviously – there's always an opportunity, no matter how much we make fun of it. Um, But, listen, Mm -hmm. now we're coming out of the All-Star break. Top spot is the Jazz, 25-11, and followed by the Suns, 24-11. and And then the worst team in the NBA going into the All-Star break is the Houston Rockets against the spread 11 and 23. So, I'll be a square, I'll I'll step in front of the square train Dave and say, should I just keep fading the Houston Rockets and taking the Jazz and the Suns? You know the answer to that. In the long run, you know the answer there. But we have these anomalies you love the anomalies. You like to point them out. You get excited about them. Can I ask you one question, though? I'm curious about what you just said. Is your son, do you think he's pretty good at at, at, at 
this business? Like, do you? So I will. Let me let me jump so, in on that. I want no, just to ask you. It's it's funny. I've known you now. My God, what are we talking, buddy? Eight nine years. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then you, you you always told me about your kid, and, but it's funny. In the last two years, maybe three, last three years, you bring started to bring up the experiences of watching games with your son, taking him to some Ravens games, and that was fun. You, you would tell those stories. In the last year, year and a half, you've slowly sprinkled in him having an opinion on what was going to happen. So, yeah, so, so I think what David is getting at is, can you see right in front of your eyes? You know, he knows what Dad does. So, but so but actually, him analyzing games as, as a young young man, you see so, him getting so better it, at it? It, it, it. So this this goes back to like the the future competition in sports betting, which is very interesting. He just turned sixteen now, as everyone knows, and very close to me knows. My son is on the spectrum. He has a, a very he's a little savant like when it comes to math. Um, high functioning on the spectrum. So that gift that he has, he's a numbers guy. It's not Rain Man like, but it's not normal like. He's he's gifted. So uh-huh. literally, and Mike will see this in the office. I'll, we purposely play a game where we don't tell him what the point spread is, and we'll just run down the games and say, "What do you think they're going to win by?" And um, uh, my, it is amazing. Like he'll literally say to me. Uh, what do you think this team is going to win by in the NFL? And I'll say to him like an hour before game time, and I'll say, I think they're going to win by six, and I'll look up and the line's five and a half. I'm like, what do you but, think the final score is going to be? And he'll say, give me the score, and it'll literally hit the total. And it's like he's think, literally – go ahead. Do you, do you think he's pretty much analyzing the whole – like I guess my question – I have two reasons I'm asking. Do you think he's analyzing it almost at a semi-pro level, like going home field's worth this – I think they're a couple uh, No, points. no, no. What he's doing is he's about what Brian does. He's about the eye test. He's watching every game. He's obsessed. He watches every game. And so then when I go back and I ask him, he has a huge memory recall. Like he can tell me any Super Bowl quarter score since the beginning of time, right? So, and Mike is very well aware of this. So it's actually the, the beauty of him, and then we'll move on, is that he's, uh, he's not tainted by actually thinking that he needs to have a reason. He's just thinking. And so it's kind of weird because where he really excels in the NFL, for an example, is I will give him a game and he will tell me the games that he's really, the spreads are really off. Like he'll say, this team's going to win by seven and the team's getting three. More times than not, that dog wins outright. It's like he's picking, it's like his mind is making the true number. It's almost like he's a little computer. Um, but what's interesting, uh, what's interesting about that is, is that the pureness of it and the gamification of it, because a lot of this comes from fantasy. And this is what I wanted to make a point is the younger generation that's fantasy obsessed, you can see how that these future betters are going to have a little more of an edge, and the books better up their game. Because when I was a kid, I'm 48, I wasn't into fantasy. And as Mike knows, my son can hold his own with, with Mike, and there's a 30-year gap between them, um, and they can both hold their own in fantasy. He could probably hold his own with you, Brian, in fantasy. So you're coming from this fantasy where you're dissecting every player, you're, dis- you're dissecting every team, and then he doesn't care about the point spread and then you just ask him who do you think is going to win by how much and then i go compare it to the db screen and me and mike stand here we shake our head 
He's a sponge. That's the you, answer. Do, do you do you think? Okay, the, the other question I'll ask, and yeah, we'll move on because I'm asking because my daughter too. I don't know if I should get her. And she always asks me, "What does that mean? What does that mean?" And and I go back and forth: Is this healthy or not? To, so, do you think he has kind of a controlled way about him, though? Like you don't see him just one hundred percent. You know what I would number, say? He's a he's a he's a numbers guy. Like he, he every Buffalo game that. I mean, he knows that Brian's a Buffalo fan. He knows that you're a Seattle fan. I'll say, what, what you know, you see me do videos with him where I say, give give Dave the Seattle score. He, he, you know, he'll tell me in the Buffalo. And literally, he's on the money. Now, do I, for all the listeners out there, that has nothing to do with our services. As not, This is just me talking as a father. Um, I will say that what I do notice now, being in this business 35 years, is the way that the legal sports books are marketing in states where it's legal, like here now, that, that, that I just see this thing exploding because yeah. you watch an NBA game and they're advertising this legal company and that legal company and where you're at in Colorado legal company. And now where if, if this was 20 years ago and I had a 16-year-old, it's like, Dad, what do you do for a living now? It's like, oh, you're just one of those guys part of the gambling business. You know what I mean? It's kind of weird. Like there's no um, stigma to sports betting for the newer generation. And you, and it, it's just part of the social so, construct so when you're watching a game. You expect you, there to be a sports betting ad. You never ask a woman her age, but I guess I can ask a dad his daughter's age. How old's your daughter? Ten. Ten. You know what? She I also, mean, she, she knows. Okay, so she knows what you do. I mean, you know, the odds of her, you know, doing the, the way you do it, probably slim and well, none. Well, but I, but I, wouldn't you think it would be the the good thing? Would be with all the the you know, growing up and learning and taking all these things in that I mean it would be a I think a, a cool thing about it would be giving her that ability to be analytical and think outside the box into into stuff she's just learning in her formative years. I think it'd be I think it'd be really cool that she's interested in what you're doing. She's she's not like his son. I mean she's not. She, she's well, pretty age good with numbers. Sixteen is different than ten, obviously. Yeah, but go ahead. But I, but I, hearing your son, I was like that as a kid when I was when I was like thirteen or fourteen. I would have the newspaper in my back pocket, and I was real into the spreads and trying to bet people. So I don't see her, and plus she's a girl. I think it's more of a boy thing. I could be wrong, um, but yeah, no, I, I've been going back and forth. And then I thought I haven't seen her for a few months. I've seen her twice. So the little time I do go back there, assuming I leave again, I need to do something to bond with her. And I was thinking that well, maybe just show her. Well, the funny, here, here, here's the funny thing, John. All these, all these radio shows, all these things we do with this guy, right? And at the end of the day, he's like, I don't watch games. Right. No, he's going to end up watching Yo, games be because torture. of his daughter. He won't be late. He doesn't listen to us. We're like, yeah, if you watch this, you spot that. I mean, he's winning on his own, doing his own thing. Like, oh, yeah, watch the games. If you do this, well, you listen, spot this. We'll, 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 and now he's got to go because his 10-year-old daughter wants to watch the games. I was going to ask you, so here's a good segue regarding golf. Uh, obviously, I know your son Brian, and he's a, a grown man. Obviously, um, is he into? No. I know he is he. He's not into it. No, no. You 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 have a grown son that that. Oh, he's not into this at all. Nope. I mean, okay. he'll be, he'll be. No, he no, no. Golf? He'll Will he play golf with us. No, he hasn't. God, he hasn't played. He, he he actually used to play pretty good. No, he he doesn't he doesn't play golf anymore. He, you know what? Um, 
I, he every now and then he'll go make a walk in and make a parlay bet or something uh, on some sports occasionally. But he's surrounded by it his whole life. He, you know, it's like if you want to do right, it, do right. it. If he was like he didn't want any part of it. So Got he it. turned out pretty for you being such a hardcore better, and this is your life. He turned out pretty normal. I guess that's what I'm always afraid of too. That <laughs> I hope they grow up and they're normal, not like do it. You know, they go to school. I wouldn't go that far. Life. I wouldn't go that far. He played, he played poker, and you know. I mean, oh, okay. when he, when he moved out here, uh, it was going to school out here. I mean, one of the things he did, he, you know, and it worked for him for quite a while. He'd sit there and just sit down and grind away at a poker table and just sit there and prey on the tourists. Right, always a good strategy. <laughs> that's what that's what he did for a long time. Don't play poker, guys. When you come out, people are waiting for you at the table. <laughs> Unless you're Mike and you think you're the shark. Unless you're well, Mike, Mike and you think you're the shark. Mike probably is pretty good. I should play some poker. All on Mike the cares about is betting the first what is it, the first fifteen points, Mike? Oh yeah. Oh uh, do, yeah. Do we have systems the, on that for is that is that a little thing? So he doesn't have to watch the game. No. That's so he doesn't have to watch the game, guys. I figured it out. He's just like no, me, no, you, know. you know what? I when I <laughs> when I go, I do it more for entertainment and I usually take a bunch of crazy dogs. That I feel like we'll we'll put out, you know, it's their, right. you know, it's the 15 seed, the 14 seed that really is just coming out so hot. Preferably, I like taking teams that I see through the conference tournaments that are playing really well, so I know they have something in the tank and they're just they're they're hitting at the right time. Not saying they're going to win the game, unlike the UMBC game versus Virginia a couple years ago, but they come out so hot and they score the first 15. And they're plus 400, so you're getting really good value. I never go out and just take, you know, the favorites. It's I just look for a couple dogs from the first two days just to see if I can, you know, hit big. And a lot of times I'll parlay a couple of those games. So I kind of feel you're going to have a, a built-in edge doing that. Anything where you fade Gonzaga at this point. I mean, they even came back, they even came back last night. And they've got to be, like, historic public going into this tournament. I mean... So definitely probably look for that one to fade them. I mean, you'll get whatever it is, 35 or record high spread. What do you guys think that whoever they play will be? What do you guys think that spread will be, 30? Uh, well, you know, it's always low 30s, yeah. It always is that way. What, that what number the, one overall seed. No, 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 no. Well, the, the, it used to be the one seeds. You know, we're in the yeah up up in the low 30s, but the college basketball, the 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 level of the playing field, it's a lot different now. I'd say okay. it's like 20, 25 and a half, 26. I don't, I don't, I think the days of the 30s are long. Now, gone. do you? What do you guys but think? Here I just real exception. quick. What do you guys think? What do you guys think geographically? Because we know in the past that number one overall seed usually has, you know, a lot more fans because they're geographically closer. Where they the placement of that now that it's all stationary in Indianapolis, what do you guys think that factors? Do you think that factors a couple points into the spread, knowing that they're all in the same hub? There's no advantage, you know. There's no fans. Well, I think there's a little bit of fans, right? They just opened it up. Yeah, it'd be it'd be, a, it'd be a mid full, and yeah, I mean Which it, it what, might like be now, a little different. Not, does nothing. Well, for the odds makers, it's pretty easy. I mean, you're talking. 
you know, you're just talking neutral court. Neutral court, here's a number. Make a number. I mean, that game at the Orleans last night, I mean, if this was a normal year, that that Gonzaga game against BYU, there would have been – and BYU travels pretty good down to here. But Gonzaga's ridiculous. Gonzaga's oh, ridiculous. There would have been 5,000 Gonzaga fans there. I mean, when, when, yeah, when the Zags play here, it's a home game. Dave, yeah, what was the game you were ticket. at about – Dave, what was the game you were at literally a year ago at that tournament? Was it the Gonzaga game? No, I was at the – no. No, I was at T-Mobile. You're talking about when we went for the Pac-12? Oh, you were at the Pac-12, we right. Okay. Yeah, and then the year before we went to the – we did that one, the Gonzaga. I try to go every year. It's so much fun. I even went to – I even did this – went and saw the smaller schools – that I knew nothing about, really. That was fun. So I missed doing that. So let me uh, just real quick, because we're going to do a breakdown after the selection Sunday. We're going to have a special show we'll do Monday next week that will air Wednesday. But you guys yes. online, Tell you'll be able that. to listen to it live earlier. But I wanted to say one thing to you going into the half, uh, the, the, resume, the resumption of NBA. The line makers, if you're a new better and you're listening, the line makers did a great job so far in the NBA. So we are at 268 underdogs have covered the closing number in the NBA, the first half of the season. 261 favorites have covered the closing number, four games have pushed. So if you've been betting the dogs or the favorites, basically a flip of a coin, 50.7% to the dog side, 268, 261, and four. In non-overtime games, which is the real number, 249 games have gone over the total. 251 games have gone under the number. Obviously, the line is skewed to the over in overtime by another 20 games. But if the game didn't go into overtime and you just flipped a coin, you had a 50-50 chance of winning the dog or the over or the under or the favorite, these guys were spot on except obviously with those anomalies that I like to pull out, like the Jazz at the top and the Houston Rockets at the bottom. There you go. There's your first half numbers of NBA going into the second half. What do you think, guys I kinda, think of that? Pretty amazing. I kind of I feel the Rockets, people will still back them. But I feel that uh, fading the Jazz, your average person just doesn't want to do that. And we could even find – I haven't looked yet, but let's say the Jazz are playing – during uh, next week, we could find some really good uh, value to fading them just because people are looking to bet and, and the liability and all that. But I'm uh, looking forward to it. I'm definitely going to be equally as focused on NBA next week. I don't know about you guys, but NBA has. And, uh, oh, has yeah, I mean, I know to... you're great. Yeah, exactly. And then let's segue to, to college real quick. Drake, still the number one, 20 and six. Followed by Toledo, Ohio. Toledo, well, you're Ohio. Not, Twenty and John, seven. You're not, John. You're not getting any more Drake this year. I know, but I. But hasn't to Toledo? Hasn't Toledo kind of barely pulled them out? I didn't even know. I mean, that you one. could say what you want on the closing number. They're twenty and seven, and Drake was twenty and six. I mean, you say barely schmerly. Drake I mean, really you know. smashed it, though. Drake really. I think they really smashed it. I mean, they were like blowing people out. Toledo, I think they just they'd be laying nine, win by ten. So it's more of a quiet cover, which those ones could still have value actually. But 
Right. Interesting. Anyone it, it got any sleepers? Um, I mean, so that obviously we'll know when the selection Sunday happens. But I mean, out of the gate, um, I mean, do we see is, is there is this the year where you can have a UMBC like situation beating Virginia? Um, you know, is there a school out there, that, a little no name school that can rise to the top? And, and let's talk about square strategy um, on the spread, uh, Dave. What about just taking all the low seeds in the beginning? You know, taking the taking the, the the lower seed against the higher seed in the first rounds. Um, is that just where you're just taking the dog, totally basically? Square. Totally square. No, I mean, also you have to look at, at, at 12 versus the five. Just take the 12. No, you, the 12. You, have to, you have to look at how quick, too, the legalization is happening. And I kind of feel three years ago it, to, just, to just mindlessly take dogs. I feel it has more value today with, with – a lot of these states were able to bet. For example, well, tomorrow, here, you, know the, you know, what was that? Tomorrow, Illinois goes legal. Tomorrow is the opening day of Illinois sports betting, Chicago, Chi-Town, home of the White Sox, the Cubs, and, and the, uh, all the majors. But that is one of the biggest betting states, period. Tomorrow, you'll be able to download an app on your phone and start betting. So you'll, they'll be adding their money to the fire. So how many people are going to bet Toledo tomorrow in Illinois, John? I'll let you know tomorrow. Exactly. I was just getting to that. I was just getting to that. And not just like the the regional bias, but just in general, the mass dollars. Because a lot of people are uneducated in sports betting, and they really think, oh, I'm going to win 22. They're going to beat them by 40. They they think that. Even though like a few years back, it, like he said, I think Brian, yeah, I think he said it earlier, the days of 30-point spreads just aren't don't exist anymore when I did see them when I started. So it kind of tells you they've tightened everything up. But I could, I could see everything just getting wild again, where you could mindlessly take all the contrarian sides in your little, in your local place and get extra value. And, and it, it's a good it, – I think it's a good basic strategy. You know, if somebody doesn't know much about well, what's going on and they're in Illinois um, or, or one of these other states, to just take all these – well, so let me ask. So money. let me ask you, Brian. Go, going into April, does that mean we're going to have inflated numbers on the Cubs and the White Sox? I say it does. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, every year, I mean, it didn't matter how bad they were. I mean, uh-huh. they could be god awful, and the Cubs were the favorite to win the World Series in Vegas every year. <laughs> exactly. Right. Well, you're not. You're not going to have them just in Illinois. There's there's a global skew there because because the ones in Illinois are basically the major companies I for the most part that are already established across the country. So I, I feel, right. but yeah, yeah, every year they're going to be, but I'm sure there'll be some local Illinois spots that are just there, and, and that would be where you would want to look to fade the the Cubs and the, and the White Sox, but not on the ones that are national, if that makes sense. So I'll definitely be looking at the ones here that that are just here also next week. Well, let, let, let's give let's give that. let's talk about let's talk about uh, blowouts and coming off a of blowout. So let's let's talk about a game today since we're doing this show live. You got Duke laying two and a half at, at Louisville. Duke just rolled yesterday. Uh, is that like a do you just say, well, do you, do you factor that into your if you're even on that game? I don't even know if you are, Dave. I haven't looked yet. Um, but does somebody is there a nice strategy to just fade the team that not won but just blew out another team because of the energy expended yesterday in the blowout? Well, the blowout helps. Well, 
Yeah, I think in the long run, that's, a, that's whenever a team really crushes expectation, I, I look to go against them the next game. Not just not just auto bet, but it's a fundamental. So, yeah, you would, it, let's say you kind of think Louisville, you have Louisville as a lean, and then you and then you think of that, you could just okay, let's play this. So, but I don't know what do you guys think. Yeah, yeah, obviously, kind of a downer. But is there really a downer here? With these with these games, I don't know. And then they're younger. They're, you know, it's not the NBA where it's like you got to play over and over and over. I don't know. I don't know what an emotional downer's worth exactly here. But I'd like to hear what you guys think. Well, it's a different animal for Duke this year. I mean, they're no good. <laughs> they're they're twenty to twenty to one to win the conference tournament. They, I mean, they have to win. I mean, imagine, they got to ima- win. That's the thing too. Yeah. That's, imagine Duke needing to win a game. And the fact that they blew an opponent out yesterday probably meant they were able to rest some guys on the back half of that game, which wouldn't necessarily make a difference today. But if they win today, it'd make the difference probably the next day. Got it. Okay. Uh, Dave, right. let me ask you this question. What do you think uh, the percentage of favorites versus dogs covering the entire college basketball season is right now? Uh, uh, well, you're going to embarrass me. I have a, well, I can't, if I just say 50%, I can't go, I can't be too far off, huh? Uh, let's go. Well, you you 50, just, you, you just, no, you hit it. You hit it. You hit it. You hit it. 50%. 1820, 1820 favorites have covered the closing number. 1794 dogs have covered the closing number. 78 teams have pushed on the closing number, making the favorites 50.4%. Wow. So 50%. Yep. So but again, see, you, you know, this thing. is. You, go ahead. Well, you always say congrats to the lines. Oh, congrats to the betters, too, because you're taking the closing line. So well done. let's congratulate both, right? <laughs> There's two sides of a coin, man. I well, mean, you love saying the same things and getting, getting me, and it works. And I, and I, today I said, okay, no matter what he says, I'm going to be real calm. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Well, no, but 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 my point is the perception from the people that somebody might just be listening to the show uh, the first time today. They think there is an implicit edge when they. Be, I, let's agree these new legal states where sports betting is legal. Let's ag- assume the guy has been playing with local Johnny on the corner. He's never made a bet before. He decides, oh, he wants to diversify and get into this form of uh, risking capital to make money. He thinks the favorite is actually the word favorite is telling you that psychologically when you're a newbie, that team is favored to win, right? So what the proof in these numbers is, is that the, 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 the concept of the dog or the favorite, it's not even real. It's 50% across the board. You know nothing. You bet 100 games, favorite, dog, you're probably going to just lose big. Well, well, because back in the day, the word favorite meant you're a square. If you nowadays, like we were saying earlier, the market is, is more efficient. And but I do think the next few years, I bet you that changes a little bit to the closing lines around the country. I, I just think that they're going to get mass dollars. So does that make your job harder or make your job easier, easier in the next few years? Easier. It makes it a lot oh. easier. And then and then it, and then what will happen is. We'll have another round where it tightens up, and then hopefully you're on your A game to beat this business moving forward. But I think the next two years, just going contrarian, and I could be wrong. I mean, I don't know, but 
I have a feeling the next few years you, you can go back to how how it was in 2003 where you just bet every dog at post, fade every team in a winning streak, your cash cows. <laughs> and, and I think that strategy will work. I think you, you, you'll get a return in the long run. But, like I said, I could be wrong. But I hope I'm not. How's hockey been treating you, uh, Mr. Blessing? Uh, very well. It, uh, about a week ago, there was like a, a pretty bizarre week where, with some squirrely results. But then it, it got back to the things that had been you know, pretty normal. The games have changed, I think, to a degree. They were like pond hockey for the first 15 games where these guys were all kind of figuring out the new protocols. And there was almost this, we're in this together, guys, and there was no hate built up. Now these guys, 20-some games in, you know, some guy punches you in the Adam's apple a week ago, you remember, and you're looking to pluck his eyeballs out the next week. So they're they're starting to hate each other again. The physical intensity started to pick up. But um, there are teams, uh, certain situations, the, the last game of road trips, long road trips, teams are mentally checking out. They just want to get the heck home because... They've been stuck in a hotel room. That's the hotel room, the rink. Uh, early match, early games in a series are higher scoring. The, the games tighten up uh, with familiarity built up. A lot of cool things. Um, team like Vancouver uh, right now, and, and the, 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 it's like anything. I'd have to throw it at David. I'm sitting here talking hockey, but it could be anything. Um, well, it's like the trend, whatever we brought up on the show, just as an idea a few weeks ago. Utah, your jazz, John, we're playing at such a high level. And we're sitting there going, hey, wait a minute. Let me take a look and say, hey, yeah, that looks like maybe there's something there. And said, this might not be a bad idea to look for teams that play Utah to and lose because Utah's playing so well, is to play on them the game after Utah. Sure enough, they went 4-1 and one straight up, one of them being Charlotte as a 10-point dog, and 5-0 and oh against the spread. So it was an idea to watch for that made sense, that worked. And now in uh-huh. hockey, a guy like the goalie in Vancouver, who played great in the summer in the playoffs in the bubble, was sharing time with the guy, a Hopi, that they brought in. But all of a sudden now, this guy is right back to what he was doing in the summer, and all of a sudden a team that's been bad, Vancouver, is an absolute play-on team because you need a BB gun to beat this goalie in the nets with his current form. It's like anything. I mean, you got to pay attention to it. But the key is to try to get on top of something before yeah. everybody else takes notice. Yeah, you're right. No, these are the this type of angle is is that angle right there is how you could beat this business ten years from now. You need you need to think outside the box. Just going, this team's covered so many in a row. That that won't work. Contrarian won't have as much value 10 years from now. I'm always thinking ahead. But things like that, if you can spot those kind of things, then then it's a fundamental that's, that's not really factored in as much as it should be. And you know Which what, David, the, the, and the, and the key to it as well is even those things, they have a shelf life. Like, I mean, uh-huh. those are that, that's like, okay, that's a good idea. Hey, look, it worked for five games, but but at some point that's going to wither away because the form of the one team that maybe started it, maybe their form tails off. But as, as much as it, you want to get on top of something early, you also got to know when to jump off the train. 
Can right. I? Can I? Can I? I want to just segue real quick because there's 45 for all the wannabe halftime betters that don't do this for a living. This is we keep getting these great matchups at halftime. Uh, David, you can look at your DB screen. Northern Arizona is up 45 to 26 as a six-point dog against Portland State with 45 seconds left. So again, if you just want to throw a little free, if you don't, you don't. But like. Most people will bet Portland State in the second half for the comeback. That's what it's most pretty, squares do. Yeah, it's it, like in Zaga last night against Brigham Young. Go ahead. You just don't want it this big of a, a lead because you look at it. Oh, it's just doable for your like home run ones. I kind of feel ten or eleven. Like BYU was a fundamentally a good one last night. Fundamentally, to take I didn't Gonzaga. have it. Right. right. No, to take BYU their hold to no, hold. No, I'm talking about in the second half. Right. The people are going to always bet, but that right exactly that was like when you when you're staring at 16. I, I just don't think your average person's running to go bet that or oh quick let me log in. But like seven or eight they do. But I could I could be wrong. I don't have numbers, but. In the long run, I, I think this isn't as good as as the other one. The other ones, but yeah, Got especially if the line, especially if the people just start pounding it right away and it actually moves in the second half, like a so. Point. Interesting enough, I was uh, interesting enough. I was involved with the Brigham Young game yesterday. On the I had the dog before the game, and then I personally went square. I saw Gonzaga opened up at ten. Boom, shot right to eleven. I said, you know what? You, you and this is where Dave's going to flame me. <laughs> I have an opportunity to win both sides, and I did. Yeah, I did. I did. I got Gonzaga in the second half. I got Brigham Young for the game. I didn't. I could not anticipate that Gonzaga would not put it up in the second game. And the line actually, to me, seemed lower than what it actually should have been. I wasn't shopping the market rate. You can co- go ahead and at the end of the show, you can slam me for being square. Yeah, I was just about to for, say that. <laughs> you went 54 for ruining minutes. For ruining my winning bet. <laughs> you went 54 minutes when you had to do it. It's okay. We love John. <laughs> hey, hey, listen. So let's, let's, wrap, let's wrap it up with this. Do the programming note because next week, you guys are flying out here is, is part of the deal. And we're excited. Can't wait to see you. But a little programming note. The show will air locally here in Vegas next week, same time as it always does. But we're actually going to record it earlier in the week to give you some advanced stuff on the NCAA tournament. And that will be available to you. And you, you can tell the folks you, you, you'll have that. We'll- you just go to sportsinsiderradio.com. We'll have it up. You guys can listen to it before Wednesday. That way, once the selection Sunday comes, we got we'll three we'll break it down Monday. No, that'll be that'll be fun. Good note and give us a little advance opportunity to dive into the NCAA tournaments, the brackets, and have some fun with that. Now, you guys travel safe, David. We want to see you when you get back in town. And Michael, can't wait, buddy. But we'll get out. We're gonna have some fun hitting the golf ball when you get here. So we're looking forward to that. I'm the happy Gilmore caddy. Let's roll. I can, I can picture that. I can, you know. I honestly, honestly, got to. How many rounds of golf are you going out with him? The, the only difference is the guy in the movie doesn't speak, and it's going to be hard for me not to speak unless I have a cigar. Yeah, in my mouth. Uh, I'm well, going to be. I'm well, going to be out. I'm, I'm going to play four rounds, Brian. All right. Well, I got to do this. I can't wait. It'll be good. We'll do it again next week. And the one thing I can guarantee, 
he will absolutely speak. Check it out, sportsinsiderradio.com. It's the Vegas Board, Tuesday morning at 10 on AM 1400, KSHP North Las Vegas, and KSHP.com. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. The House has approved the $1.9 trillion relief package. The bill passing with no Republican support is expected to be signed by the president on Friday. DNC Chairman James Harrison saying this bill will help lower and middle class Americans. This bill is going to have a dramatic impact on the lives of of low-income kids across this country. They they say about 93% of children in this this country will have uh, be impacted because of this. There's so many provisions in this bill that's gonna make life easier for a lot of low-income and working people in this country. A fourth juror has been seated in Derek Chauvin's trial. The fourth juror reportedly said 